0: I've been everywhere, man, looking for someone, someone who can please me, love me all night long. I've been everywhere, man, looking for you, babe, looking for you, babe, searching for you, babe. Yeah, <laughs> where have you been? Because I never see you out. Mm, mm. Are you hiding from me? Yeah. Yeah. Mm, mm. Mm, somewhere in the crowd, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not gonna kill you ears any longer. I just felt that in my spirit. I felt that it was appropriate, being that I have not been in you guys's ear in a minute, and I'm sure someone's like, "Where have you been?" Cause I've been looking for you. No, that's just me in my head. Okay, got it. Anyway, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the show. This is Missing the Point with Miles David, and I am your host. Thank you so much for tuning back in. If this is your first time listening, welcome. If you are a returning listener, I appreciate you, and I thank you for bearing with me while I have gone on somewhat of a fall break. That's what I'm going to call it, because if my calculations serve me correctly, it's been six weeks or it will be six weeks, has been six weeks, around six weeks, something like that. The number is six (laughs) since I have done a episode of the podcast. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and sugarcoat and say, like, you know, that Everything in my life has just been uber, uber, uber busy because that would kind of be a fib and a lie, but I am here, I'm back, and I'm coming in hot. <laughs> no pun intended. Well, I mean, I am kind of hot, but do people still use that word? <laughs> Today's episode is just going to be me getting reacclimated with talking into this mic, talking to you guys, because like I said, it has been a while, and I've been on somewhat of a life break. So just to kind of give you guys or bring you guys up to speed, the past six weeks have been tumultuous and um, just I've been all over the place, hence the life break. So I guess I should just start somewhere and continue talking like I'm good at doing because that's the whole point of having a podcast, right? (laughs) So in the past six weeks things have been happening some dynamics have been changing i'm just going to be super transparent and say that i kind of got the wind knocked out of my sails from a job interview process if you guys have been following me and you know know me outside of the podcast or talk to me in the dms email what have you i'm pretty transparent about the fact that i've been like actively job searching with these degrees that i have and i'm looking for something that i can do in addition to podcasting that gives me a little bit more stability and that whole process has not been the most fruitful um in some ways, in some ways, it's I've learned a lot in other ways, it's been super challenging in the past six weeks. I've been dealing with the more challenging part just because I don't know if anybody can relate out there. But I had an interview process that just really took um, kind of the confidence away from me for a little bit just because locate and which is something I really want to do. I'm still in Louisiana, I mean I'm always going to be a Louisiana boy but I don't want to forever be a Louisiana boy I'm sure if you're from Louisiana you can understand me when I say that and it just just felt like a punch in the gut because I was so close and then I didn't get it. And there were some technical difficulties on my end that definitely didn't help my cause of getting the job either. So that was frustrating. And what's even more frustrating is why do jobs? I don't know if this is a pandemic thing or this is like a just a twenty twenty one moving forward thing I have to adjust to. But why do jobs feel the need to constantly or well not constantly? Why do they feel the need to call you back multiple times in multiple rounds for interviews to get one job? And my going to be doing multiple different positions why do i need multiple different interviews with different people like in in theory i kind of sort of grasp what they're doing but on my side the person that's like doing the interview or the interviewee i should say I'm it's stressful. (laughs) I'm stressed with a, with a C stressed because I don't, it's just stressful to always feel like you have to put your best foot forward. And that's what these companies and these organizations and all that stuff, they want to see you put your best foot forward. And it's not that I have a a bad foot because I'm proud of my foot. It's just that, I have never experienced what it's been like to go on a job interview for a job I really wanted and not get the job. Like even when I was in college and undergrad and before that, if I've gotten like if I've gotten past the application process and somebody has picked my resume and wanted to speak to me, I'm not tooting my own horn, but beep, 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 beep. They usually want to bring me in on into the position. And there's been a couple different times this year since I've really been putting my pedal to the metal and entering this job search force with all of my energy that it just hasn't happened for me. And that is that is an adjustment for somebody that, like I said, I've never really experienced not getting a job after an interview like not getting a job based on an application and then just not you know somebody is beating me out or whatever or somebody else them just not picking my application is one thing i can handle that but like meeting somebody over the phone over zoom potentially shaking hands and then still get not getting the job that's a bruise to my ego and my personality i don't know how to take that (laughs) that is that's just that's just what that is and i don't i'm 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 over it now, which is why I took the break that I took because it was flustering my confidence and whatnot. But that's an example of why I haven't been um podcasting like normal because it just. It just hit my ego a little bit and affected my confidence and it affected my passion for coming back on here interacting with you guys i've just taken a step back from instagram and twitter a little bit mm, kind of sort of twitter twitter is always twitter is gonna be the last thing i step away from because it's like the easiest format to kind of get my thoughts out and not feel like it's taking that much energy away from me at the same time it's a that's a weird dynamic but one that i the best, the best way I can describe it. <laughs> so that's, that's one reason why I've been away. The whole job process application thing. But I will say if you guys are into prayers and into, you know, a higher power or just damn it, you want to just give me some good luck. I'm in the middle of a application slash interview process with a job I really, 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 really want again. And I'm hoping this time I don't flub it up that it, if it's for me, it's gonna be for me. And I really hope this job is for me. Like the people say, if it's for you, it's for you. If it's not, it's not. I want this one to be for me because it's a position I really feel like I can grow in. I can adapt to what they need. I'm coming in with experience for what they need. And I think it'll give me a lot of leeway to, you know, do my nine to five thing, get my um, shit back together, <laughs> Uh, post-pandemic even though that's kind of weird to say we kind of are in a post-pandemic world that's what it feels like get my things back on the on the tracks and continue on doing this podcasting thing because I want to be able to spread my wings in both avenues in my professional career and this creative career as well so fingers crossed I hope that somebody listening wishes me luck and I hope that luck trickles down to a job offer and I'm coming back to you guys with some good news in who knows when a couple of weeks, more than that, who knows, but good, hopefully good news comes from my lips into this mic um, before you know it. <laughs> um, also there were, or there is, there happened to be some family dynamic changes going on that have just taken um, some time for me to adjust to. And and again, total transparency. Well, I try to be as transparent as possible, but I'm, you know, doing the both. But I have a grandmother who I'm lucky to have a grandmother and a grandfather who are still alive and with me. However, my grandmother has been suffering from dementia for about... I want to say somewhere ballpark around two years is when we've been aware and she's been officially diagnosed with it. And it's nothing to be ashamed about. Some people will be kind of like, you know, scared to share that with with people but it's a thing it's a it's a thing that a lot of people that are of a certain age deal with sometimes people that you sometimes people in age groups that you wouldn't expect deal with this disease and it's something that can become crippling and it affects more than just the person that is dealing with said disease it kind of requires and in this case it encompasses um help and guidance from the people that love you most and can take care of you the most and for me that is my relationship with my grandmother and it's been difficult some things have been happening where you know um the 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 disease the dementia has been taking some turns and like a, as a family we've, we've just had to adjust and um That's all we can do. Like we we don't have a say so in the strength of this disease. All we can do is try our best to um, accommodate my grandmother as she um, needs it. And we just do our best. And part of doing our best is me chipping in sometimes in the small family that I have and just doing what I can to make sure she's comfortable, especially in moments when the disease is or she's experiencing, you know, Just look up dementia. It's not fun, y'all. It's this. It's not a fun disease for anybody to go through. And there are moments where you know the person just does not understand their reality. Their reality is much different than the than the actual reality that um, surrounds them. And and having to dissect that and calm them while they are processing that whenever it kind of arises is. it can be difficult. It can be strenuous. It can be a task. And I've just had to adjust to that dynamic and um, be the best grandson that I can be. And, you know, I just wanted to take some time to do that because my grandmother deserves that. So that's reason number two why I've been away. I'm just giving down the reasons or they should don't look at me as excuses, guys. They're not excuses because I I'm still dedicated. I just needed we'll call it a fall break. I just needed one of those. Okay. Um, and then also just, I I really truly believe that mental health is important and I'm doing like somewhat of a mental health check-in. Um, I needed some time to just, like I said, my confidence was rocked. The family dynamic was happening and I just needed to, really get back in with my therapist and there's no shame in my game when it comes to therapists. I think finding an important, excuse me, I think finding a therapist is important of one who can truly help whatever issues you're facing big or small. The whole process is, um, it can be simple. It can also be daunting for some people to find a therapist. Thank God I found a good one who's been able to help me make sense of, the world in this pandemic and where I am in the stage of my life being a 20 something year old trying to finesse it and make my way through. Um, and yeah, it's just been, I just, I need, I needed, a—I needed to make sure my mental health was better than what it was a couple of weeks ago because it wasn't in the best state. And I don't want to come to you guys or bring you guys a podcast from a person that, isn't um, fully there or halfway there or just needs to be a little healthier in the mental health realm, you know, so that was another thing that I was, you know, working on and making sure I was shoring up because that's important to me and it should be important to you as well. I would advise anybody, like I said, to really, really do a mental health check in and make sure that you're good because just as well as your physical health matters your mental health matters, also your emotional health, all three of those things need to be copacetic for you to be living your best life, which is what I want to do and which is what I would like my listeners to be striving for as well, because God knows I'm trying. <laughs> and in the midst of trying, you know, um, I have been... Listening to some things, listening to music, watching some TV, watching shows, just really surrounding myself with things that I feel like are in my best interest and make myself happy. So what what are some things that I can say I've been listening to? For some reason, (laughs) for some reason, I was born in 93. I know that for some people, you're like, oh my God, you're a baby. Not really, not in my head, but I was born in 93 and sometimes I feel like... (laughs) I should have been born in 83, sometimes 73, because if you go through my liked songs on Spotify, it's very much so <laughs> some old brownstone, some Deborah Cox, some Jill Scott. There's a little bit of Janelle Eco in there. Um, Kelly Price. You know, there's some her, H-E-R, her um, Destiny's Child, Luther, like Luther Vandross. Like, why is that one of the. One of, why is one of his top songs in my recently liked songs playlist on Spotify? Like, come on. I have an old heart. Shoop by Salt and Pepper. I don't know if anybody's been watching this, the show Made on Netflix. I haven't finished it yet, but if you have watched Made on Netflix, we should chat about it because. If you have watched it, then you should know why I've recently been obsessed with the song Shoop by Salt and Pepper. So that's just a plug for Made on Netflix. Netflix has been. (laughs) <laughs> I've been using my Netflix subscription subscription lately. I've been watching old episodes of uh sister sister. I've been watching episodes of queer eye, which I really let fall under the, the wayside. Cause I really enjoy the whole concept of queer eye. I'm one of those people that enjoy seeing like makeovers and stuff like that. Even from back in the day, um, TLCs, whatnot to wear. I used to really enjoy that. So queer eye gives me like a slice of that with a slice of HGTV makeover and make over a home and just helping somebody that's in a rough spot or something like that. So I've been enjoying watching that. Um, speaking of watching, I have some things coming up, in regards to the film that a lot of people have been waiting for, anticipating. And there's a lot of Oscar buzz and just general movie critiquing buzz around this film. And I'm speaking of King Richard that features the story of Venus and Serena and how their father, Richard Williams and the uh, family that surrounds them really brought them to prominence and their journey to, um, the upper echelon and elite levels of tennis from the public courts of Compton, California. I'm I'm pretty. I mean, not to again to Mount Horn, but beep beep. I'm pretty aware of that story. So parts of me are apprehensive about this film because, in some ways, it's kind of like a biopic or a biopic, however you want to um, say that word. And I just don't. I want it to be done in a just way and I'm kind of scared to watch it in case it isn't done in a way and I have to get on here and give it like a, <laughs> a rotten tomato, 50% out of hundred or something like that. I, I would hate to do that. That's why you have, you ever, okay. You ever like am excited for something, but you're in, your hopes are so up that sometimes you don't want to experience it because you hope it doesn't, um, you, you hope it you hope it doesn't land shorter than what you want it to um, be, if that makes any sense. I hope the movie lands well for what its intended purpose is. And I want it. I think the purpose is to share and shine a light on a story that is um, one in a million and one that's going to be applauded and um, just put in the history books of all sports, not even just tennis for years and years and years and years and years. And Serena and Venus are icons and um, I look up to them in my own life, in my own way. So I'm just, you know, I want the movie to be done right. That's why I'm scared. It's already out, and I haven't watched it on HBO Max yet or in the cinemas, I'm not sure which one I'm gonna do, but I am sure I'm gonna do a review for the film on this podcast in a couple of weeks might not might not even be a couple of weeks it's going to be fairly soon um i haven't worked out all the kinks in who i want to have on the show yet um i'm being super transparent if you want to talk about King richard then shoot me a dm and we can talk about it and maybe we can be a guest on the podcast so that'll be fun um what else is going on what else is going on like niddy said what else is going on what else is going on (laughs) oh it's holiday season as i'm recording this we are a couple of days are we a couple of days from thanksgiving you know thanksgiving (laughs) thanksgiving for some reason i feel like every year thanksgiving loses its shine and i know there's like um, historical reasons as to why people feel like we shouldn't celebrate that holiday as um, as we have in the past is because people are more aware of what the implications are of that holiday and who it affected all those years and years and years ago and how it still affects us now and what kind of country um, we are because of it so I understand all of that and and then from a societal standpoint, it just feels like we all skip Thanksgiving and go to Christmas. I personally like Thanksgiving because I enjoy. Hopefully, when I have my own family, I, I'm going to be able to enjoy like the round table eating at a dinner, um, saying what we're thankful for, and just having a moment of true um, appreciation and gratitude for. Um, the ability to come together and appreciate the time you have with your family. That's what I appreciate about Thanksgiving, not the pilgrims and the cornucopia. Is that, is that what it's called? The cornucopia? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I appreciate the food and the camaraderie and all of that and stuff and just appreciating my family on that special day. But it is the holiday season. I'm not sure what you guys have planned. I am not necessarily like... I haven't played any Christmas music yet. And I'm sure Mariah Carey is looking at me like, what is wrong with you? Like, why are you not streaming my number one single? All I want for Christmas is you. Like, you should be doing that. But I just, you know, it takes me a while. Holler at me like December 15th. <laughs> and by then I may be hey, hey, jingling, jingling down the street. As of right now, I'm not quite there, but um, we'll get there. We'll get there. And I hope you do, too. I hope this is a... a fruitful and happy and um much better holiday season than it was in 2020 because 2020 (laughs) 2021 has not been a splendiferous improvement from 2020 but it is an improvement because you know we have vaccines and i think people can get back to somewhat of a normal in celebrating their holidays hopefully if you're listening to this you're on the way to visiting your loved ones on a holiday for uh, Thanksgiving or Christmas or whatever you do celebrate. Hopefully you're listening to this on the way and you're safe and sound when you get there. So happy holidays to everybody that is celebrating. And let's get into the tennis because this, you know, this is, I say this podcast revolves around the three P's, professional tennis, pop culture, and passionate conversation. Today is a little bit of all three, I guess. <laughs> which is my goal for the podcast eventually. To incorporate all three in every single episode, which I try to do, but you know, it's a it's a podcast in growth and a podcast that is growing and We'll get there. (laughs) But as far as me in the tennis, this happens almost every single season, like even before I had a podcast and felt like it was my duty or I felt like it was my responsibility to come with um, analysis and um, storylines from the sport and within the sport. After the U.S. Open, it is hard for me to really dig my heels into the tennis season and the tennis tour just because We've been doing it after the U.S. Open. We've been doing it for nine months and nine months of doing anything. Ask a pregnant woman. That's a long time. (laughs) That is a long time to do anything. And I'm not saying it's the longest time ever. I'm sure, you know, like you, you in a in the sense of playing a sport, following a sport, being super tuned into tennis like I am after the U.S. Open, after that September October-ish point, I really, really find it hard to be super invested into who's playing where, who's playing what, what what the results are. So tennis, because tennis becomes one of those things that watches me more than I watch it. So I am aware, like I shouldn't say that I'm not aware of what's going on in tennis. Like I know what happened post-Indian Wells, which by the way, I did record a post-Indian Wells um, recording Angie, if you're listening to this, which I hope you are, I'm giving you a shout out. I still have our conversation recorded and tucked away in a safe spot that I'm going to publish um in the next couple of weeks as a archived This Is What You Missed when I was on my six week fall break kind of thing. Um so yeah, you you guys are if you're interested in what my thoughts were about Indian Wales twenty twenty one, the special October edition that just um not just not as I record this, it kind of it is it's been completed for a couple of weeks. But if you're interested in listening to my conversation that I had with Angie, who is super supportive of the show and a good friend, um, I will be uploading that just, in a you know, in like a throwback archived kind of way, which I think would be kind of fun. And, you know, as I, as it stands now, the the season is pretty much over. The WTA year-end finals are over. The ATP year-end finals are over. We have champions for both. On the women's side, it was Garbine Muguruza of Spain, who came through and won in Guadalajara, Mexico. Shout-out to Muguruza for having a pretty good season, although she didn't lift a grand slam. She was fairly consistent throughout the entire season. I think she's up to number three in the world again, which I believe is is right around the area she should be for talented is, is up to par and she's healthy and she's kind of clicking on all cylinders. She is a really, really good tennis player. Shout out to her. Um, she beat Annette Contavite in the final. And let me just say, <laughs> I will be doing a, before I get on Annette Contavite, kind of a mixture of Annette Contavite and what's to come on this podcast. I recorded a end of the year Um, 2021 tennis season recap with the Fantastic Tennis Podcast that is hosted by John Garica. And him and I started our podcast in similar time slots in 2020. I think he was a couple months after me. And I've been a super fan since (laughs) since the beginning. He interviews um, he interviews either professional players that are currently playing on the tour or former former professional tennis players. And he does such a good job and in an innovative, fun game show. Just he he makes it. He, he, it's a, such a good listen. Like, I can't think of all the words in the world that I would like to describe that wonderful show as, but he does such a good job. He has such amazing hosts that are household names and some that are not that you learn more about. And I've teamed up with him to do an end of the season um, recap, recapping all the hottest topics in 2021 in the tennis world. And that'll be coming right after this episode, actually. So if you're listening to this and that episode is dropped, you should wrap this up and go listen to the other one because that one's really fun it's in a game show format and i had a ton of fun collabing with john on that so this will be that'll be a recap of the 2021 season and yeah where was i annette contavit annette contavit was the finalist of the wta finals and she (laughs) went on a tear in the six weeks that I was like mostly watching tennis or excuse me in the six weeks that tennis was watching me Annette Contevi got out there and won almost every single match she played she won four tournaments this season she went like some ridiculous stat that I don't have pulled up she won like 30 something matches after the U.S. Open or close to 30 something matches and she's now in the top 10 and if you are a true missing the point pointer (laughs) (laughs) then you remember when I did my not long ago i did my one year anniversary q a and one of the questions on instagram live was who would i have of these new generation of players who would i have on my top 10 list annette contovit was in the top 10 and i said that before she went on this tear to get her in the top 10 world rankings and i for one am proud i feel like a proud dad i mean we could be brother and sister because she she goes she gives off like that really good like sisterly energy i I mean, we 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 would be, she'd be my sister from another Mister, obviously, because she's from Estonia, but. I just feel like I would love going to get sushi with her and like a Moscow mule or something. I don't know. And I like the way she plays tennis. So I saw her being in the top 10 and that was more picking with my heart. But I'm glad that my heart and my I'm glad that my heart and the tennis gods saw eye to eye for once and gave Annette Contavit the best season of her career. And hopefully she continues that into 2022. Shout out to Annette Contavit. And again, shout out to Garbine Muguruza for winning the WTA year-ending championships in Guadalajara, Mexico, and in the men, not too exciting. Well, when when are we gonna get some exciting news on the men's tour, my goodness gracious, because if Alexander Zverev wins one more thing, I may puke. (laughs) And that is not to say that I cannot objectively look at his tennis and with my tennis glasses on and be like, he plays great tennis. You know, he does like his tennis. I can see how it is difficult to beat him as a professional athlete on a tennis court. However, he is very difficult, if not Another word that's worse than difficult <laughs> to root for, given all of the accusations that are swirling around his head. And we talk a little bit about that in the next episode with uh, me and John Garica from Fantastic Tennis. So, yeah, it's just, yeah. He ended up winning the ATP year ending championships in Turin. They were hosted in Turin for the first time um, after their 10 plus year stint in London in the O2 Arena. So, kind of RIP to the London um, tennis year-ending championships. So now they're going to be in Milan or yeah, is it Milan or no, excuse me, it's Turin, the next gen year-ending championships, which is where the male players that are 21 and under, they play for like a year-ending championship that's held in Milan. And Carlos Alcaraz won that without dropping a set, I believe. And he's a young, really super exciting player from Spain, um, trying not to compare him to Rafael Nadal because he's not left-handed like Rafael Nadal is, but everybody keeps saying he's going to be the next Rafael Nadal, which is super amounts of pressure. But as it stands right now, he seems to be acclimating with that and growing into it just fine. So we'll see what happens with him in the next season and seasons to come. But um, yeah, the men's year-ending championships in Turin, um, the standard year-ending championship for the top eight players in the world, It was, again, it was more so watching me than I was watching it. Zverev beat Daniel Medvedev in the final and it was a pretty one-sided final. There was like under an hour and 15 minutes, something like that. Pretty routine. Again, it's just still hard to really, digest alexander Zverev of when he has really credible domestic abuse allegations swirling over his head the actual association of tennis professionals that he plays for the tour the atp says they're investigating into the matter and it's if you read the story and accounts of his ex-girlfriend and what she says she went through in the relationship that she was in with him, it's really scary and he should not, in my opinion, still be playing. And there should be some kind of something that he should be doing outside of playing tennis and making millions of dollars to uh, um atone, I guess, for what he did to his uh significant other so yeah that's awkward and awkward to talk about and i wish he would stop playing tennis because it it forces me to kind of talk about him in a way that I really wish I didn't have to. (laughs) So yeah, that's where tennis is right now. And I'm, I'm again, I'm kind of excited to take a break from professional tennis until the Australian open summer starts in the top of next year, 2022 in January. Uh, It'll just be easy to maybe watch some old matches, like old, not 2021 season, but like old throwback matches and kind of re-spark my interest in tennis. That's that's kind of what does what does it. Um maybe the King Richard movie will actually re-spark my interest in tennis again. Who knows? But um as it stands right now, tennis is entering its off season. I am happy about it and I'm glad I'm gonna be happy even more happy I should say when it comes back with a fresh late twenty twenty two It'll be a whole new season for Missing the Point with Miles David. I'm excited about that. Hopefully in 2022, I have more to offer you guys, like tangible things to offer you guys. Hint, hint, merchandise. We're kind of working on that. The ball is kind of rolling. I say kind of because I don't want to give too much away um, and, you know, have people's expectations up. But trust and believe the people that have been super supportive of Missing the Point with Miles David are going to... um, reap the benefits of such <laughs> i guess and be able to say that hey i have merchandise or a cup or a hat or a shirt or something along those lines or a button or whatever i want people to be able to say hey like i listen to this podcast you should listen to it too because that's the goal here is to build community and i feel like a lot of people that listen to my podcast feel like because <laughs> I've I've heard this feedback. They feel like they were the only people that liked tennis in the world and here comes me and my um opinions and uh you know my two cents and they don't feel like they're the only person in the world that likes tennis anymore because tennis can be very exclusive i've t- I've said that before and my goal with this podcast is to kind of chip away as best as i can at that exclusivity of the sport and make it a sport that can be talked about in a roundtable discussion with people who are experts and people who are not so um not so much experts that are kind of just casual fans. I want to be able to um, connect with both audiences. So, yeah, that I, I don't know why I shared that, <laughs> but the more, you know, now, you know, Um I think I've rambled enough. Yeah, I'm looking at the timer. I said I wasn't going to be on here too long. This was just to reacclimate myself with talking to the mic. And I think I've done just that. So let me get to my outro. I have to actually go to my phone and pull it up because it's been a minute. (laughs) I am a mess. I promise you. I promise you. So yeah, if you enjoyed what you heard today in today's episode, please do check us out on all social. Blah, 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 I can't even talk. If you enjoyed what you heard today on today's episode, check us out on all social media networking sites at Missing Point Pod. That's M-I-S-S-I-N-G-P-O-I-N-T-P-O-D. Subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts on your favorite platforms so you get notified of new episodes. Review the show if you can on Apple Podcasts because that really does help the show grow and lets more people know about it click on the podcast description for more information on how you can actually support the podcast i'm on a couple of different um growth networks, I guess you can say, um, to really, one of my goals, I can just flat out say it is to bring my podcast to YouTube and have a really consistent video presence. Cause I think that would be just another awesome way to grow and build community and get my thoughts, opinions, and, um, just, all my my stuff out there is if I I do it on YouTube. And one of the ways I would really appreciate that is if you donated to um, buy me a coffee, which is where you can literally buy me a coffee. It goes to a PayPal account and I basically save up to get me some better equipment so I can start a YouTube channel. So there's that. And also don't forget to send us your questions or feedback or anything else that you'd like to share with me at missingpointpod at gmail.com until then have a good week guys um don't forget to listen to the very next episode that's coming up directly after this one which is the 2021 tennis season recap where i'm collaborating with John Garica, host of the Fantastic Tennis Podcast. You don't want to miss that. It's a lot of fun. Even if you are a super tennis fan or not, it is very informative and a fun listen. And um, yeah, I want you guys to enjoy that. Enjoy this episode. Enjoy past episodes. Enjoy future episodes. Just enjoy. Enjoy what we have. Enjoy the now because that's all we have. And until I talk to you guys again, take care soon. Okay, later.